What's up, everybody? Got some news going on. We're going to get into this. I got my buddy Quentin Johnson's going to join me here in a little bit, too. So it should be good. Yeah, there's a curfew going on. I wonder if they're going to like shoot rubber bullets at these pe at, at these people like they did like the, all the other protesters during the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm going to try to make sense of all this stuff, guys. Quentin, Quentin's going to come on with me. Quentin Johnson, activist from Louisville. He's going to be coming on in a second, but we're going to watch this in a minute. It's crazy. Yeah. There is an alert system that's built in here. We hear them from time to time. For hold on to your hat. Brett Phelps, hold on to your hat. Hey, dude, it's on really. Frosty Rucker said, man, this is America. We've is not, we are not united at all. We are so not united. Yeah. <laughs> Thank me. I didn't, hey, man. I've been trying to prevent this stuff, Brent. I've been trying to teach the tell you the truth. They start to try and get a handle on this situation. And uh, Savannah, I also want to circle back to something that we've been talking about uh, throughout the afternoon. And well, what I'm gonna try, um, like I said, my buddy Quentin Johnson is gonna be coming on here as well. Quentin Johnson is gonna be coming on. He's gonna be he's a, a activist from from Louisville. He's gonna he's gonna come on and join me on this programming. If you don't know Quentin, he is really involved. He was involved in Louisville with the Breonna Taylor case. And the uh, the Black Lives Matter movement in Louisville. But you're gonna get two different perspectives. That's what I'm. That's why Kevin Sullivan's like patriots. Not at all. If these were black people, they'd have rubber bullets. If these were black people, and and not just black people. If these were black people or people who support diversity, inclusion, it would be a whole different story. So Kevin Sullivan, I agree with you. There's no patriotism going on there. Um, I'm waiting for Quentin to get on here. I'm just gonna go back to the live feed, but. Until Quentin gets on, but yeah, this is crazy. If anybody wants to jump on, there's a link in the in the. Uh, I'm here to get some explanations. <laughs> I don't know what this. Frosty, this doesn't prove anything. I, hold on, I'm gonna turn this down, so I'm gonna tell you what it proves, and from my perspective. From my perspective, what this proves right here is that the Republican Party needs to listen. The Republican Party needs to listen. This is how divided our country is. And it's not just the Republicans. The Democrats are that same way, too, because AOC and her left wing radicals. And it's but we're talking about the Democrat. We're talking about the Republicans right now. I'm ha I mean, I'm not happy to see this happen, but this is like Nostradamus prophecy that i was like hey guys you guys better watch out for georgia you guys better watch out for georgia and nobody everybody's like ha 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 they didn't think 
y'all made Stacey Abrams mad. You made her really, really mad. But she didn't get mad where she's like, oh, pouty, pouty. She rallied up the troops. And then now that we flipped the Senate, now the Senate is not we, the, the Senate is flipped. And what's going to happen, in my opinion, is that the, the Republican Party has got to regroup. And we got to get rid. We got to stop thinking that we got to regroup. There's there comes a point to where you're towing the party line and there comes to a point to where you're doing things that are not good for the country. This right here is not good for the country. This here, it, it's horrible for the country. There's a link in the description in this thing. If anybody wants to jump on here and wants to have a conversation with me until Quentin gets on here or even when Quentin gets off here, I'm just going to I'm going to you know, go to a bunch of different news sources and things like that. So we can talk about what's going on. There's a six o'clock curfew. It's 5.56. It's 5.56. There's a six o'clock curfew. I remember in Cincinnati, who's the Republican, who, who's the Republican Party leaders? I'd say one of the Republican Party leaders is Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is one of the Republican Party leaders. And he said right before, right before all this stuff went down, Mitch McConnell made a speech and he said, we need to move on with the electoral process. We said he people give Mitch McConnell a hard time all they want to. But right before all this anarchy and all this on these so-called patriots stormed, Mitch McConnell got on and made a speech. And he said, it's time for us to move on with the with the process. If you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it, regroup. And then we need to move forward. He had no intention on on doing anything to help Donald Trump. So if, some, if Frosty Rucker, he brought up a good question. He said, who's the Republican Party leaders? I would still go with Mitch McConnell. I'd still say Mitch McConnell is a Republican Party leader. Uh, right now, Trump's, Trump is doing what narcissists do. This is typical narcissistic behavior from the, President Trump. I mean, there's no way to, to, even, to even think about anything that's going on. And, and I'm telling you, if this was black people, if this was black people doing this, it'd be rubber bullets. There's, there's a curfew. It goes on in two minutes. There's a curfew that's supposed to go on in two minutes. I wonder if they're going to start shooting people with rubber bullets and things like that now. Are they going to start shooting the same, the same stuff that they did? The same things that they did. I'm going to go to uh, some live footage from. The curfew is about to happen. And they're not going to, if they don't shoot rubber bullets. Now, and I'm curious what's happening inside the control center that is directing all of this law enforcement. Sociopaths. Quentin's on, Quentin's coming up here in a second. This crowd will now disperse into the district, which has banned indoor dining. You cannot go inside a bar and have a cocktail. Uh, that's just not permitted because... First time now, we're going to mention this. There is a pandemic raging across America. Uh, DC has not been one of the worst places because it has enforced a very strict. What has driven the people to the point of storming the Capitol? We are fed up the same old, same old. Hey, yeah, I agree. Jim said that's what he said. Seriously, the race card? Yeah, the race card. Yeah, seriously, the race card. I'm taking the right because if this was black people doing the same thing, they'd be shooting rubber bullets. They shot rubber bullets. So this clack. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. He, Jim Brown, I'm going to address this right here. Jim Brown said, seriously, the race card. Yes, Jim. 
Seriously, the race card. Because if you know that these were black people storming the, to the Capitol, you'd be calling them thugs and all kinds of stuff. That's real talk, man. Yeah, the race card. This is what he said. This is what what has driven the people to this point of storming the Capitol. We are fed up the same old, same old. You think black people ain't, ain't done with disenfranchisement? You think black people aren't done with the treatment that the people have been given? You don't think black people are tired of loot them and shoot them? If these were black people doing this, Q man, I can't. I'm trying to. I'm trying to connect. You said your device will not connect. Um, uh, you might have to go through. A, 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 if you uh, go, um, you, you, I'm sure you'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, seriously, the race card. Anybody else want to chime in on it while while the race? While this is all about race. This is definitely all about race. This is definitely all about race. I'm not. How am I deflecting? Ask me a serious question. Ask me a serious question. How how am I deflecting? This is all about race. If it wasn't about race, Georgia wouldn't have flipped. And I'm a I'm a registered Republican who took in who got involved in the political process and ran for city commission as a Republican in the city of Covington, which is all, 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 all liberal. All liberal. I'm a Republican, so you can't help me. I'm but you know what I am before I'm a Republican? I'm black. I'm black. And I would tell everybody who would listen, hey, we need to do something. We need to do something. We need to do something. This this right here, what you see at the Capitol, it's got a lot to do with race. It's got a hell of a lot to do with race. About the This is about the election. Which election? You're, is this about the presidential election? If you're saying this is about the election, it's over. It's over. It's over. The election's over, bruh. Patriots, all these people out there, Mobile said, say it here. I'm saying it before I'm anything. I'm a black man. This election had everything to do with race and Donald Trump and his non. Uh, Pete says, Patriots. Patriots, those, those, no. Those are thugs. Those are thugs. The people who did that and who didn't, that's thug behavior. If this was black people, if this was black people at the Capitol, if this was black people at the Capitol who stormed the Capitol, they would be, and here we go. You've got, the, the curfew is supposed to be set. Are they going to be shooting rubber bullets at these people? That's what I want to know. Are they going to be shooting rubber bullets at these people? And we got the election that Trump lost organized. Got, yeah, they uh, when especially in Georgia, if you cannot see what Stacey Abrams did in Georgia, mathematically, it would have been it was impossible for the Dem for the Democratic Party to flip Georgia. And I'm a registered Republican. I'm a registered Republican. I got Austin Lee. I love to see Austin's gonna. I'm gonna bring him on until I can get Austin. What's up, man? Glad What's to up, are you How in you the doing? country? Are you in the country? Yeah, I'm in the country still. Okay, cool. What is, I got one more comment. Don said, "I'm an American before I'm white." I'm sorry, Don, I, and and I and you are, you are in 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 America. You are allowed to be that. You are allowed to be. You can move along America as much as you want to, and not have to worry about the color of your skin. So, right, you're an American before you're white. Me, on the other hand, it's a little bit different for me. I'm going to bring my dude Austin in, and me and Austin are. Hey, man, I cannot wait to hear your perspective on this. Yeah. What's up? Well, you know, it's been a wild day in American history. I think that, uh, you know, it reminds me a little bit of, um, you know, the Battle of Athens. I don't know if you're familiar with that back in the 40s and 50s. 
You know, I, I, I don't know if I believe what I see, though. I think that that's a fair thing to say right now because the mainstream media has done a, a real bang up job of uh, twisting perspectives. Right. I mean, yeah. we both we, we agree on that. I mean, they definitely don't tell the truth. Um, but I don't know, man. I think that, I, you know, I was working today and I started seeing the news on Twitter. And as soon as I, I pulled it up on live, I just I, what a crazy time to be an American. Right. I mean, it, it is really one of the wildest days probably since 9-11. Yeah. I think, I think that we've seen. I think this could be considered the new generation's 9-11. But, uh, you know, what are what are your thoughts? Hang on, I got some background noise here. Let me, let me stop this here. Yeah, my, my thoughts on this so far is I feel like Nostradamus. Okay. I really do. I mean, I, yeah. I called this to whoever would listen to me. I said, okay. I, said I, got, I was like, look, if we don't address this coming up soon, there's going to be big trouble. Yeah. I know you are getting a lot of background feedback. And I don't, I... Let me, uh, my connection might be a little, a little crazy. I'm put my headset back in. And Michelle said, I love you, but we disagree. I, I, I mean, we, we have to disagree because there's no way that I can walk in the shoes of a white woman in the United States of America. There's no way I can't, I can't sympathize. I can't sympathize. And there's no way that I, that anybody that's not a black male can walk in the black male. So we got to, we got to really, and then I seen um, Chris, Chris Williams said, all colors were at the Capitol. It was two, it wasn't just, it wasn't 2 million whites. That's a fact. That's a fact. And even the black Israelites were reported showing up after they breached the doors. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, there were radicals on all sides and I'm not trying to quote Trump saying there were good people on both sides there because I got real close, but you had radicals in the crowd. I mean, you know, I don't think that all Trump supporters are bad people, just like I don't think all Biden supporters are bad people. That That's a hyper generalization that thanks to the media, we're all now making, you know, because they think that Trump supporters went in and, and stormed the Capitol. And if they did, good for them. I mean, come on, they're pissed off. I, this is what democracy looks like. I mean, we're mad. And I think that from the right side of politics, there's a lot of questions about the election that, that were left unanswered. And if there's anything that's holy in our in our democracy, in our republic, it is the sanctity of our elective process, our electing our election process. You know, and I mean, I, I think that uh, it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. If if our votes don't count, then what are we what are we doing it for? You know, I mean, I finished a great movie last night, The Free State of Jones. Have you seen it? I, I haven't seen that one. It's a really phenomenal film, and uh, you know, I, I encourage you to check it out. But at the end. You know, there was a real bold scene where uh, the, the brief synopsis is a guy from Mississippi decides to leave the Confederate Army and go home and realizes that his side of the war is not the war that he wants to fight. So he ends up hooking up with a bunch of slaves and runaway Confederate soldiers, and they start the Free State of Jones. And as we both know, during the uh, military reconstruction of the South, it was really just state-supported racism in the KKK. And he and his friends and the ones that he fought with all went to vote. And it was the first time that African-Americans had voted in Mississippi. And he, as a white man, led the charge with his friends. And they were, oh, his yeah. friends. you know, he even said that, that these are my friends and they're here to vote. And, you know, I think that, man, it just it blows my mind. It blows my mind that we're here. It blows my mind that, you know, we, we lived through this last year of, you know, twisted politics and a lot of rioting and a lot of violence, and then it happens in the Capitol, and guess who's blamed? 
the right. I mean, I just, I don't know. But, it, I don't but, know. but, but, you, but you and I both, okay. And yeah. you know, we can speak candidly to each other. I have to remind myself we're on live right now because yeah. if, we, if I was sitting in your office, I know yeah. what we say to each other is not, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's generally not consumed by the public. You know but, what I mean? But, but me being a registered Republican who ran in a political, I'm, I would be considered the right, I'd be considered a Republican. I'd be considered somebody on the right. Yeah. I, me, nor anybody who I've talked to in the Republican Party today has condoned any of this behavior. And I'll say that, and I'll also say that if these were black people doing the same thing, there'd be rubber bullets, there'd be tear gas, and they would clear the streets immediately. Since okay. this, this white dude is sitting on, is sitting in, the, in Nancy Pelosi's desk with his with an email, yeah, she and and, email. and 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 only thing that I'll, I'll say and I'll, and I'll concede and I'll let you finish this po a point. No, Birth of a Nation, yep. the first movie that was ever shown in the White House had a similar situation, but it was all about it was all about how the white people in the Ku Klux Klan was about to take over because they had let black people in power. This is like the rebirth of a nation all over again. The same scene, same everything. And I wouldn't be surprised because right before this happened, Trump gets out there and makes a speech to his. He has a rally right then and there. Is this calculated by narcissistic Trump? Uh, no, I don't agree with that statement. I think what Trump was trying to do was, you know, I don't. I, we never heard in the whole speech that Trump said that he wanted people to storm the Capitol. The plan always has been that they were going to march up to the steps. Now, I've I've seen some reports that said that Antifa or other, um, you know, semi-militant groups decided to dress like us and then show up. And what a great way to get the job Boom! done. Boom! There you, you know? go. They've been, a, they've been infiltrating Black Lives Matter peaceful rallies like that since since March. They've been dressing up like they, that. And let's, be real. let's be real. The FBI with COINTEL did it to Martin Luther King. Exactly. They did it to Malcolm X. Yes. Okay? So anytime a nationalist movement or a movement that has the populace behind it, right? The middling sort, the, 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 the working class. Anytime any movement in America has ever done that, it's been immediately subjected to the FBI and their, their ways or, or any government agency that doesn't want anyone to come to power because as long as they can control the chaos, they're in control. I mean, it's but, but do, it, you, do you but you think this stuff right here, what's going on right now is completely. And, and the reason why I wanted to jump on here and I'm going to bring Q on here, Q, I mean, I see your I see that you popped on here um, and, and we're going to get some things from a, a couple other perspectives is because it, it is because if this were a different you, you spoke of Malcolm X and if this mm -hmm. was Minister Louis Farrakhan. Who mm -hmm. called one million people to the White House and, mm -hmm. to the Capitol to the Capitol and had a million man march? There wasn't one fight, there wasn't one arrest, there wasn't one anything. But still, the connotation was it was a bunch of black people showed up on there to try to cause trouble. Yeah, and let's let's. I mean, we could probably explore you know Lewis's history, and I'm sure that he has had the problem with you know insiders in his midst. I'm sure that he has had. You know, FBI insiders around him to make sure that, hey, you can only have this much of freedom. But if you go beyond the line, well, we know what happens to those folks, you yeah. know, or their or their movements get completely subverted. You know, I mean, I think that 
the Tea Party had it happen from a political point of view. But what if the Tea Party were these Republicans today and they showed up like they did before uh, Boehner hijacked it? Um, it would be the same thing. There would be some. Can, can you can you agree that like or, or agree or disagree? Can you speak on in your opinion? And I'm going to bring Q on here because we and him got yeah. it. And this, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is, is is similar to in twenty when two thousand when George Bush took the election from Al Gore. He he had the hanging Chad thing. He let it go. He let it go. But this time, the, the Donald Trump does not have support from Mitch McConnell, who he needed support from to, in order to take this election back. McConnell said, "Nope, it's not going to happen." And then yep. now we have this. What do you think that this is going to do good? Because being a Republican and being what on, one of the only Black Republicans in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, and I've got a fight on my hands on that. Yes, you do. <clears throat> this does nothing for the Republican Party but completely divide us into so many different ways. It's, I mean, this this right here, I wish that they would just take, this is horrible. Get, get, give me your thoughts on that. And I'm going to go to Q real quick. Yeah, sure. So my thoughts on that is I think that this is the death of the Republican Party. Flat out. Um, before Trump, the Republican Party was nothing more than a lukewarm version of the Democrats. And, you know, they sat up in their ivory tower together and they just traded, you know, they traded time in the front seat. Um, now, I think that, You'll see that most Republicans are going to have a hard time being elected unless they endorse a level of Trumpism. And, you know, I've removed myself from politics. But if I was to ever get back into politics like that, because yep. I did, I denounced I denounced Donald Trump. So the Republicans, would, you're, the Republicans, you're one of the first Republicans that I know that was like, you know, not my guy. Yeah. And, and, and once I denounced Donald Trump and I didn't get full support from the Republican Party because they had to. And then and then I had the Democrats telling all the Democrats that I was a Trump lover. So, I mean, I'm glad that this is if, if you if you're like what you said, this the, take, tearing down the Republican Party. That way we can start all over with a bunch yeah. of diverse, a, a more diverse group and we can yeah. reconstruct the Republican Party of a, a truly diverse and inclusive place, because most black people I know are pro-life. Most black, most black evangelicals that go to church and go to church and pay tithe, they're pro. The only reason they don't go with the Republican Party is because of this racist ass bullshit that we see on TV right now. And I've had a couple people come on here and be like, oh, why do I want to bring up race? Because it has every that is the exact reason why we're in this situation right now in this country is because of race. If Donald Trump would have stood on denouncing white supremacy when he had a chance to, in my opinion, this so, all would have, it's wouldn't let even me, let me interrupt that. Cause like there's been multiple times where he has denounced white supremacy. What, what would he have had to do to truly denounce white supremacy? He would say, I do not agree with or stand up with. And especially in the debate, whenever he said proud boys stand down and stand back, that was the one proud boys aren't a racist organization. But they're a racist organization to the okay to a highly intelligent person like yourself and me. They're not a racist organization. Right to the, to the sheeple who are being fed this mainstream media bullshit. The Proud Boys or whoever else CNN or MSNBC says racist is going to be racist, and whoever Fox News says are thugs are going to be thugs. To so would you agree? Would you agree with the one thing that Trump did say today that the mainstream media is the biggest problem in America right now? The mainstream media has, ex yes, I agree with that, but the mainstream media has exposed racism to the point to where racism has caused an entire state to be flipped. 
a state where there's uh, the majority of the people in the state are white Americans, Georgia, talking Georgia, 50 some percent are, are, are white Americans, non-Hispanic white Americans. And then 30 percent, 30 percent are black. Oh, I've, I've done the research on the cent- on the. No, cent- no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying but based on you know election censuses, you know, they do carry a lot of voting power in the urban areas, unlike most states that have their same demographic makeup. Yeah, but but I'm saying okay. That being said, the Georgia flipping to Democrat was a lot because the Republicans didn't think that black people were going to get out and vote. Well, they, I agree. Oh, man, they they never vote anyway. They don't vote, and then bam, smack doom, they're in their face. Q, are you still there, man? Are you still are you still around? I see you. I see you're on there. I want to get your I want to get your thoughts on here. I, I I see you. I got you on here, but I don't I don't hear your bot. Your mic's not on. But yeah, man. Um, that what would someone back to the point of the race thing? Yeah, yeah I, of course. I think that the most important this will be a time right now in the United States of America to get Trump out. Trump can be gone. We don't the majority. Okay, like of the people who have seen George Bush take the election from Gore and the Democrats sat there and took it. That's why I mean, whenever I was lining myself up with the political party, whenever I decided to get into politics. One of the mm-hmm. reasons why I didn't join the Democratic Party, besides I don't agree with a lot of their ideologies, because I thought they were sissies. I thought yeah. the Republicans just kicked them and pushed them around and did whatever they wanted to. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm not no, I don't like to be bullied. I don't like well, to be. Bullied. Yeah. So, so I, that's why I, I agree. I, that's why I went with the Republican Party. But now it seems like the Democrats are being smart and strategic with their organizational skills and then rallying up. But we now, if, if, in everything. We need to start thinking about our country first and fix, oh, yeah. the, fix the racism problem in our country. And once we fix the racism problem in our country, I think that we can go back to being to being a good uh, a good nation. I, I think that, it, you know, it, it pairs with the racism. And I think that we also have to focus on how the economy really affects average people. You know, oh, I mean, I think, I think that other than the racism thing that flipped Georgia, which I do agree, there was definitely a, a, a large undertow to that. I think the other thing that flipped it was the fact that Mitch didn't want to give out those two thousand dollar checks. That, but that, but you, okay. Here we go to the two thousand dollar checks, and I'm glad that you brought this up. And yep. Q, I hope that you're listening. I hope that you're having technical difficulties, and you can jump right here on in on some of this stuff. Those two thousand dollar checks to mainstream media and Nancy Pelosi and CNN and all these other people. That was whenever that two thousand dollar check was was brought in by Trump. That was to create division as well. And then whenever Trump said, "Okay, if we were to give you these two thousand dollar checks, here's how fucking manipulative this son of a bitch is." He said, "We're going to give you two thousand dollars. Let's get the Democrats all thinking about that, but not thinking about Section two thirty and that Section two thirty that he was trying to get passed in there. And he was trying to get taxpayer money to do things like this to." To, to further investigate the election. So that $2,000 would have came with the price of him still being, having, having um, uh, the ability to, to, to have this election still monitored. So, um, and don't you think though that, 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 I mean, we should, we should look into some of these issues. There are enough state issues. There are enough, there are enough moments in the election that don't look kosher, just using the history of previous elections, that it's worth the federal government saying, Hey, Look, we're not trying to call the winner before the race is over, but we need to see what happened in the third term. We need to see what happened when multiple states shut down their election at about the same time, which has never happened in our our history, by the way. They finish the count even if they go till dawn. Why? That's all we're asking. And I think that that's what a lot of people, you know, that showed up today want to know. 
You know, I have a, I have some buddies in Arizona who, you know, they claim that their votes never got counted because they got Sharpie markers. We got to answer that question. Every vote's got to count in America. I don't care what what walk of life you come from. You 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 have the God given right as an American citizen to make a vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for. That was the one thing that encouraged me about this election. Winner or loser, more people cared about voting than ever, ever. Yeah. Even even through the Obama era, where it was it was a novel idea for the first time to have a black president. It this blew me away. I mean, it really, honestly, the, the voter participation turnout is uh, that's what we're here for, you know. But uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, I love I love hopping on these calls with you. I love I love spitballing ideas, uh, you know. But it, it's a great time to be an American. We're on the precipice of something new and exciting, and I really I, I hope for you know safety and and peace yeah. and prosperity for everyone on all yeah. sides of the spectrum. Because honestly, it's not really our fight when we live in this class. You know, we're not in the billionaire ivory tower. So who, yeah. who red or blue, it doesn't matter. Feed your family. Take care of your own. Harvest your own fields. Yes. You know, and let this shit settle. But come back to fight another day. Republicans and Democrats. I mean, I really hope that this kills both parties. They got to rename the motherfuckers. And then we're good. And we can figure it out. But, you know, when we're not ruled by common people, we're ruled by oligarchs, And that's bad for everybody. You know, I think if anything, we showed today when they rushed the Capitol, whoever did it, whether it was fake Antifa or MAGA or whoever you want to call them, that's our house. That's our house. That's not the Overlark's house. That's not the that's not the politician's house. That's that's our house built by Americans on the backs of Americans, sacrificed by Americans. And we want to be heard. You know, I mean, we should almost do this monthly. I feel like we get a lot done. People can see right now that people can see a different perspective as well. I mean, it's like if we, we're seeing the people moving in and it's 21 minutes after the curfew and I do not see any rubber no. bullets. I don't well, see they were, firing, they were firing pepper bullets on the stairs. So, you know, there was some use of that. Now, they didn't use it like they used in other cities, but I have heard that they were firing on the crowd. And eventually they realized that, hey, there's 333,000 people to about 200 Capitol Police. This isn't Sparta, guys. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, it's not Sparta. And, and, and now they've got the elite National Guard in. <clears throat> I mean, I really wonder if sometime tonight Trump will go ahead and call the Insurrection Act. He'll go ahead and pull his uh, uh, Executive Order 13048. And um, we'll see the iron might of the executive branch for the next couple of weeks. Because I don't think he's given up. I don't think he's given up. I, I think even with Pence stabbing him in the back, he is not at two Brutus. That's what he said. And he pulled the knife out and said, you know what? This is where I've always been on the ropes. I mean, I, I, that's my prediction. But, but, but what, at what point does the narcissism stop? What point does the narcissism, what, what point can he stop? I mean, really, the, he's a billionaire. He can go on with his life. He it's can not go like on, he he's can... ever changed his stripes, though. So, I mean, we're talking about the same guy. I, I've read most of his books out of, out of the academic approach. There's uh, chapter seven in his book, uh, Play Like a Champion, which is titled uh, Revenge. And I think that the narcissism comes from a point of view of always being an outsider in the upper echelons of society. And he's just cracking his knuckles. Even if he does get removed from the White House, 
I could see him pulling a ruling from his abstentia. And uh, we've never had that in America. That's a yeah. spooky thought for even me, who is a, you know, I'm a right-leaning libertarian with some pretty wild ideas, as, as, as I've expressed to you in your office before. Right. Uh, you know, but I think that if he does, if he does muscle down like that, um, we're in for a wild ride. Wild ride. I mean, what a wild time. Hopefully um, you're done. Hopefully you're done. Bitcoins, yeah, buy your Bitcoins, buy your food and ammo, you know, yeah. keep your loved ones safe and... Uh, you know, pray to whatever God you believe in that peace and prosperity returns to America. They're moving in, as you can see in this on this thing. Yeah, they're, they're they are. In. They're moving in, so that's a good sign. I, mean, not, I just, I mean, I just want to see the same force that was done to Black Lives Matter uh, protesters done to these protesters. I, I think want to see, see the same energy, the same energy that these police had over uh, over killing of, of peaceful people protesting over the killing. I think what we're looking. I think what we're looking at right now is the potential of that. But I think the major difference is, you know, using uh, Minneapolis or uh, Kenosha or any of those places, they did not have federal elite stormtroopers. They had national guard. They had police. They had a bunch of Barney fights. This is the real deal. I mean, I, I really hope and pray that, uh, one, the supporters who are trying to fight and find a fight, they, uh, they go home. They go to their, their hotels. They, they leave the city. It's done. It's over. You know, because someone's going to get hurt. You, I, see, I see you getting situated, man. I mean, um, hey, Austin, thanks for being on, bro. And Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll catch up soon. Bye-bye. Q, man. What's up, man? Yo, yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you really well now. Glad to have okay, you on, man. Glad to have you on. A little bit of trouble hearing you. Give me just a second. Okay. Try to run this through my Bluetooth. Yeah, as you can see, man, they're they're moving in. The Congress leaders told the Capitol the building is secure. I must show up. No, you're good. I got you on. Oh, you're good, man. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you on, man. This we had planned on coming on just to catch up and to talk about, you know, like talk about the things that you have going on. And who knew one of the most historic days in United States history right now? Yes, yes, indeed. So it was one. Hey, good to see you. Been forever. Been meaning to catch up and get up. And yeah, good to see you. Too. Hey, uh, hey, and we are. You can say whatever you want on here, bro. There's no filter. I don't do that on this show. This is whatever you want, unapologetically black male point of view, man. Good stuff. Uh, for one, uh, congratulations to the black voters that got the Senate to flip. For one, yeah. let's get that in. Yeah, I was a part of a couple of campaigns to. Non, I'm gonna take this off now. To nonpartisanly uh, encourage communities of color to vote, so I rode around in the back of a truck, literally in the back of a truck, with uh, high-powered DJ equipment, uh, promoting the vote uh, specifically for um, the uh, last election, the presidential election uh, that we had, and I did it to the uh, Senate election uh, prior to that, also for uh, Kentucky. Um, so I've had a lot of stuff going on and been uh, very close to uh, the fire, is the way I put it. Yeah. On top of um, being involved in the uh, protests 
uh, in Louisville, the nonviolent uh, protests that uh, went on in Louisville for Breonna Taylor. So I've been a little bit uh, all around the place uh, with the political landscape that we got going on now. I've seen a lot, heard a lot. Then on some of the you know chit chat that we was just gonna have as young country boys going up in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, got a lot of background yeah. off of that too that some people may or may not understand. But uh, I'll guarantee you this: it's my experience that we're gonna be discussing with no filter and no lies to go with it. So, so uh, if about it makes you itch, uh, you might love it, you might hate it. We're gonna spit it today, though. That's right. Uh, I, and you, know, I, I wanted to say this before we get into this: your dad is your dad and Jamie Cat. All the shit they taught you, yeah. I was the I was the test dummy first before you, you were the <laughs> so everything I, everything piggy and and Jamie Cat did put you through. They put me through it first. Like your dad, he used to he used to hug me until I couldn't fucking breathe. Come yeah. here, boy. Come and give me a hug, boy. I am I am six feet tall. I'm still in the gym. My bench press is good. Squat a little something. I'm close to three hundred pounds. I got a beard. You can hear I got some bass in my voice. And my daddy will grab me today and kiss me on my forehead and tell me he loves me. Call him, call me his boy. Yep. That's what I that's the type of love we got in E Town, man. That's what people don't understand what how we were brought up in Elizabethtown, man. It was a, a community of a community of people and 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 it was encouraged to be educated. It was encouraged yes, to, to open your mind. It was encouraged to get outside your box and go see different things. And then, but the most important thing that they instilled is you can see yourself and myself is to give back to the community. And we are 100% unapologetically black men in the United States. Yes, indeed. And ain't shaking that. I don't nope. know if we, if we uh, diving straight forward into it. Let's go. An extremely interesting day in the United States. Shout out to the Trump supporters. Uh, <laughs> Whichever way you're going with your politics, I ain't going to dig too much onto that because I'll, I'll ride y'all out for at least two hours. But <laughs> if, leaving it right here, start, excuse me, starting it right here, if my black ass went up to that Capitol today, yep, would have tried to break it into, if I'd have tried to scale the walls with rope rappelling up or down, if I'd have broken through any barricades, if I'd have broke any windows, if I'd have made any attempts to intimidate Anybody today, y'all have never seen me again. Absolutely. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. Any ideas about whether it is or is not about race? Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. There are absolutely two justice systems in these United States of America. They lean heavy on people of color. The unforgiving to people of color. The burden always rests, excuse me, heavier on people of color than it does to my white brothers and sisters. It's not that I hate anybody white. I got any problems with anybody white, but I have real life experiences that are undeniable that lead me to believe. Uh, I can't even say lead me to believe that point proof positive of racism being alive and well in these United States of America without a shadow of a doubt. And today people storming the Capitol, kicking the doors down, breaking out windows, um, intimidating people running up on podiums where, uh, elected leaders are supposed to give speeches and address uh, their constituents. Uh, today was a dog show. Uh, it was a, it was a circus, uh, at least. But I also feel like when you elect a clown, you get a circus that comes with it. 
Can't deny anything that you said, man. And as a Republican, and as a, like how you, you got involved in the political process, I also as well did. And as a Republican, I don't agree with any of this bull crap that's going on. I stand and say, Trump, you got beat. Step, step down. Make this transition period yes. easy. Yes. Stop playing partisan politics with these people with uh, with with poor poor unintelligent people. Yes, they, they don't care. Like the whole two thousand dollar thing. But I will get to in that in a minute. I want to say right after the election on November the fourth, whenever uh, uh, the election was over and I, I lost my election, I told the Republican Party on my exit way out. I was like, we need to take our focus if we really want to maintain power. We're gonna talk some deep shit. I said, if we really yeah. want to maintain power and this thing not flip, we need to take all our efforts and take it to Georgia. Yeah, they laughed at me. Yes. They're like, oh, we got People it. Believe. People we got didn't it. Believe. We we, we 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 got this. We 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 got this. Oh, oh, there's plenty. We got plenty of work and boots on the ground. I was like, no, you need to go down there and, and let people know. Let black because this is a race war. You need to let people know. The black people know that the Republican Party is not all what. Yes. It out. Yes. They didn't say anything. They they blew me off. Couple months go by, and now I'm looking like Nostradamus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because they didn't believe there, yeah. there, there were so many things brewing in. in, in OK, so you have a, a Trump presidency. You have some of the most ridiculous things that you ever heard uh, shouted on microphone, tweeted in press conferences, etc. So some people who were Republicans and I know a lot of black Republicans. My problem is not that you're Republican. The policies and politics that go behind any party that we've seen ever in the United States that's been a dominant party have had a racial undertone to them or a very loud racist presence that has um, stepped on black people. We call it what it is. Yeah. Democrat, Republican, and everything in between. There's been no party that's made it its main issue to make sure that black people are treated with equality or given equity for the things that they've been uh, stripped of and have, uh, uh, have had taken from them. No party has done that. If y'all see me peeking around, I'm 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 driving uh, responsibly and having. But no party has done that, so I'm not for or against any party. Right. I'm for or against policies that step on black people that advantage any other people. If it advantages white people, but it disadvantages black people, I'm against it. Or uh, Chinese, black, ground, green, purple, it, it don't matter. Uh, but the realization has been in these last four years, a whole lot of people that were hot on the Republican Party, all of their lives under Trump presidency have felt away and uh, felt marginalized, disenfranchised, stepped on, and have felt like niggas if they've never felt that way before. They yeah. felt that way in, under Trump presidency. We get to 2019, the uprisings that happen across the United States. Not too many people in the Republican Party stepped up to say, hey, we see foul. We're going to make sure we stand up and put policy in place to make sure that people who are represented, the people that we represent, uh, are taken care of and they're policed equally, uh, they're housed equally, that they have equal representation in government, that they have equal representation uh, in school, et cetera. So a lot of people have pulled away from their Republican uh, politics. Okay, hold on one second. The last few. Okay, one second before you go any further, because I want you to get sure. it on that spot. But, yes. but I want to I interject. 
There's a senator, the Republican Senator Tim Scott, who has uh, done so much work within the black community in South Carolina because they allowed him to do that. And if you look at yeah. South Carolina, they're one of the fastest growing African American communities in the United States of America. Back okay. up. Senator Tim Scott and the Republican Party with the uh, opportunity zones and his uh, Justice Act that they they wouldn't even look at. So instead of taking Tim Scott's Justice Act, which would give um, uh, school choice and everything like that, would help everybody black. They said, no, we're going to pass Cory Booker's Hair Act that you don't get discriminated on with hair. So there's it goes both ways, and I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to step in every every once in a while and say things from a Republican side also. But yeah, go ahead. And it's, it's, it's necessary. Both, both sides of uh, all the ideas are necessary in making a true melting pot America, not just across ethnic lines, but uh, a republic that's built off of different mindsets. I don't always got it right. Yeah. You don't Either. always have it right. right. Every now and then we have to hear each other out to hear both sides of the coin. Yeah. I don't got it all figured out. And everything that I want is not going to make the best America. The things that we want as Americans are going to make the best America. Yeah. So. Uh, you run through 2019 and you have all of the uprisings that happened, which are all deemed riots, which is bullshit because they weren't all riots, uh, especially in Louisville, because I lived through them myself. Uh, there were nights that had riotous behavior and we call those instances of those hours where they happened. Those were riots. But the vast majority of the protests that were going on were not riots by any stretch of the imagination. This is not what I think, what I feel, my opinion. I lived it. I was out there with my feet down on the ground myself to see what actually happened. So with all of these uprisings going on, you have uh, uh, an administration that speaks out against it with nonsense like if the looting starts, Loot the shooting sure. starts. That's where I was done with him after that, bro. I was like, I'm out. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> because let me tell you this. Even with what's going on at the Capitol right now, I don't think these Americans, regardless of how they feel, regardless of my political stance for or against them, I don't think they need to be gunned down. That's nonsense. They don't need to be gunned, nor did the people who were doing things in Louisville or the, the other uh, cities around the United States. There's a global uprising that has not turned down. It's going on all the way across the globe. Other countries, other nations, other ethnicities and groups of people are uprising against um, tyrannical government, uh, against uh, policies that step on them and don't represent them. This is not just going on here in America, if we can get arrogant a little bit and just focus on ourselves, but it's not only happening here. It's happening all the way across the globe. And people are standing up to make sure other people are represented. I march with white people, black people, Chinese people, uh, gay, lesbian, uh, people you couldn't tell what they were. And that's not a joke. I really just couldn't tell. But they was out there standing up for me and with me, Republican, Democrat, etc. Right. People that stand up and want to see change in America for people to be loved, cared for, taken care of equally are the people uh, who I was stomping through the streets with. I got tear gassed. Pe I'm talking about peaceful protests going on. Uh, Nonviolent and peaceful might be two different things in some people's minds. They were nonviolent. Let's not call it peaceful because protest is not meant to, uh, to be peaceful. It's meant to disrupt, but we're not out burning stuff down, being violent against people or doing anything bad against anybody. That wasn't what was going on in any of the protests that I personally participated in. But uh, the police that the bad police that we stepped out to protest against were the same cops that was outside trying to beat us up, tear gassing us, uh, shooting us with people called them rubber bullets. They weren't rubber. They were pepper balls that had a chemical solution in it to irritate you. 
it's like so. You're breaking up just, you're breaking up just a little bit. I got it on video. Can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you better now. You were starting to break up a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah I got on video. So it's not, and I haven't put videos that because, well, my effort Yeah, you're still, are, you're still, you're uh, still breaking up. You're you're breaking up a lot, Q. I'm on the road. If if it cuts me out for whatever reason, I'll hop back on. But I'm on my way yeah, home. Yeah, so my, and I, and I'll step in. I'll step in. You're, I'm gonna let you get to that that point. I'm gonna um, I'm I'm gonna give some people some background about, about what you're talking about for the people who don't know why you're going through that situation. Well, Q was uh, Q and lives in Louisville. He's been a part of the Brianna Taylor uh, protest it's, 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 since the day one. He's who I go to for all and I know him, and I know where I know I know him from since he's grown up. So I know he's not on no bullshit. So him being able to see this coming up and saying, "Hey, there's racial injustice going on not just in Louisville but all across the world," that it was smart is something that not just. Other, I don't even care about what white America thinks right now. As black America, we need to take responsibility and see what kind of power we have and unite between ourselves. Democrats, Republicans, Muslims, Nation of Islam, Hebrew, Israelites, everybody needs to unite and we need to go page and on code on one thing. Because all those people that were protesting for uh, for injustice in this black America for what black America is because black America made it a uh, 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 priority. And whatever Black America does, may it be hip hop, may it be bebop, may it be jazz, may it be anything, it takes fire all across the world. We need to take care of it. It's in my opinion, we should all come together in some unity and take all and take this black thought and come together and then and not, and, not, and, and, and have some kind of agenda together because we've already proved it. We've already done all this stuff. Now we need to go and we need to get. Real legislation done. If they mean to burn down the goddamn capital right now, let the white people do it so they can't blame it on us niggas. Then we okay. need to and then we need to change. Absolutely. I, I think I think it's plain to see the, the reason I was going through the, the conversation about the protest, one is because it's it's still going on. So anybody who's upset about any particular situation not getting justice, it's not too late to fight, it's not too late to step up. You can affect change wherever you are. Everybody doesn't have to stop around in the streets and, and protest and get tear gas, this and that and the other. Some people fight uh, with education. We need lawyers. We need doctors. We need educated people in the system that are purposely going against the system, not the good parts of any system, but the negative part of the system that uh, try to disenfranchise, marginalize people and um, step on people. Anything that's really treading on people is the things that we need to get rid of. And everybody doesn't have to do it the same way. That's one point. The other point being, we were tear gassed. We were beat up. We were arrested. Uh, our property taken from us. Some of it was stolen and just never returned. Our privacy invaded people. With, uh, uh, some people were getting arrested and they were going through their phones uh, and going through information in their phones. Uh, some people denied their phone calls. Some people uh, denied due process. A whole lot of terrible things went on in these protests, uh, blatant attempts to intimidate people and get them off of the path of protesting. The protest is just an expression of your First Amendment right. It's your right to do that, period. People's rights were trampled on during these protests. They were nonviolent. People weren't uh, hurting people, tearing up 
property, this and that and the other. I protested. I told you all of the different types of people. There were groups of church people that protested. There were nurses. There were lawyers, farmers. Uh, there was even white people that their groups were like white people against oppression. I'm trying to think of the one that's um, on the uh, social media that I found. Is, is like so many groups of people were out. So it wasn't one group of people. It wasn't just Democrats. It wasn't just Republicans. It was everybody. And we were still assaulted by police. Today's a sad day for me. And it gets heavy to talk about it for real because I see men on the steps of our Capitol being violent, purposely being violent. It's rumored that somebody was shot. I can't confirm that. Yeah, yeah somebody was not there, but I heard this rumor. Somebody was shot. Somebody was shot. This is fact that really happened. Yeah. D. So in the protest I was a part of, we weren't shooting at people. Some crazy stuff did happen, but we weren't shooting at people. And the police came in and they did us bad under the direction of the chief of police, under the direction of uh, Mayor Greg Fisher. That happened. I got the video. I'm not a troublemaker. I'm not in trouble right now. Everything I do is legal. That's real rap. That happened. But on the steps of the Capitol right now, an overwhelmingly dominantly Caucasian group of people, a bunch of white people, are tearing up the Capitol, and the police presence has been nil at best. And there's a, there was a curfew that was initiated at 6 p.m. And look, and I don't know if you can see it because you're driving, but I have the screen pulled up at Capitol Hill, and there's still people congregating at 644. There's no, there's no force. There's no. I mean, it's just. And then, and someone earlier, I don't know, before you got on, whenever I was talking about race, they were like, "Why are you trying to make this about race?" I'm like, because it oh, is it's about race. And until they stop deflecting, until those people that keep saying, "Why are we gonna? Why are we gonna make this about race on every side?" Especially, I'm talking to Republicans right now because I'm a part of that party. Until you stop saying, "Why are we gonna make it about race?" We still gonna get this shit because the wealth gap disparity is so messed up. And then when we bring it to your face and say, "Ha ha," not "ha ha," but "Hey, this is what we need to do in our communities. We need better education. We need to teach people this. We need to take this. We we, we come up with things we need to bring to the laugh at us in our face." And then wonder why we get frustrated and then have to go to all kinds of different things of code switching. This would be a good opportunity, of America, to to stop. Reflecting the whole racial thing and saying, well, what, what, it's very important that these are white people, white, they call them patriots, on the Capitol, storming, busting in and shit like that. If that was black people doing stuff like that, we, it'd be, they'd be calling it civil war. Right now they're calling it pro-Trump protesters turn violent and storm camp. Capitol. It would be called civil war. It would be called anarchy. It would be called... Uh, Treasonous, you they come up with everything, everything that you can do, uh, every word that you can to describe it being anything but people standing up and uh letting their first amendment rights be heard. Yeah. And especially because they literally are being violent. When when uh senators are tweeting, hey, I'm hunkered down in, in, in a specific place that I can't tell you about, trying to make sure that people don't come in here and murder me, there's a huge problem here. Beyond that, there literally be, people are getting shot, doors are getting kicked in, glass being broken. It's 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 a fool, bro. And nobody can dodge or deny that race is a major part. Now, at the same time, we took the same crowd that I was in these streets with: white people, black people, Republican, Democrat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's led under the conversation of 
Black Lives Matter and America has to act like Black Lives Matter, we'd have been murdered on the steps. I yeah. refuse to. I refuse all to hear all lives there. matter, Quentin. Murdered on the steps. All, all lives matter, Quentin. All lives they matter. They do. They no, do. I'm just saying that's what they would say. That's what they would they say. They would. That's what they would and say. For anybody who's listening, you know, you might not tie in tough enough to have these conversations with other people. Yes, all lives do matter. But here's a simple conversation for you to make it plain as day. If your house is on fire and the uh, fire trucks come up to put out the fire at your house, you want them at your house because your house is the one that's having the issue. Your house is the one on fire. You're not going to run to the fire chief or the fireman or up to the fire truck and say, you know what? All homes matter. Get out of here with the bullshit, bro. Like, no, all lives do matter. But right now, it seems like black lives are being undervalued by the people that we uh, pay to protect us, by policies, by politicians, and by police. So that's why everybody in the nation is standing up saying black lives matter. We're not devaluing anybody by saying black lives matter. It's not saying anybody's life doesn't matter, but it's definitely standing up to say, hey, our lives matter just as much as everybody else's does. And we want everybody in the world to act like they matter too. That's it. That's all. If you can't get with that, I don't know what else to tell you. That's as plain as we can make it. It's as plain as day that nobody's discounting the value of white lives or anybody else's life by saying, hey, black lives matter. If you still on that narrative, you are goofy. Yeah. Keep keep living. It, our, our, our sons are going to keep dating your white daughters <laughs> and your old ass is going to die eventually. Yeah. And we're going to keep it pushing with love and respect for everybody across all, cult all cultures, uh, uh, all colors, all religions, and all uh, political ideologies. We're going to keep it pushing without your dead ass. Yeah. Not, not that anybody wishes death on you. That's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, you have to understand that all people want to be represented. There's a gay pride parade because there's people who on purpose step on gay people's rights and gay people's lives. Yeah. There's a gay, uh, excuse me, there's a uh, uh, black pride in America because America has consistently devalued the lives of black people. People who are represented, taken care of, loved, and people that you see and uh, uh, people that feel like they matter don't have to stand up and tell you that they matter. You live out they matter. The policies show that they matter. Legislation shows that they matter. Culture shows that they matter. But since it's not showing us that, we stand up and say, hey, they do matter. And it's not even just black people. So uh, plain as day, as blatant as can be discussed, if it was black people on the Capitol steps today, yeah. Showing the black ass, they'd be dead black asses. Yes, and and they would be detained. They would be. I mean, they have the dogs out. I mean, it'd be completely. Uh, a whole new. Who, who said what? What movie? Disney movie was it? A whole new world. <laughs> it'd be a whole new world, dog. No, everything would be different. None of it would be the same. So, so Georgia. I want, I mean, congratulations to Georgia for flipping. You know, I mean, they did a good yeah. job. Uh, I mean, how important do you think that is uh, for, for for black people? And we're, because I have my thoughts on it. And I'll just tell you how I think. I think if Georgia message in the United States of America, that at best, black people are voting. We're yes. voting. Thing that the thing that we were we that we did not do and that uh, we might have been taken advantage of a little bit by the yep. Democratic Party sometime and yep. we were out exercising our right to vote in millions, millions and millions and millions. 
So because now I, I suggest that after we see, we take Georgia as a as a staple and we take that to a local level and start really making the decisions. Yes. State representatives, who the city councilors, yes, the city commission, who the the school board superintendents, who all these people are, and we put, we we have a say so and put them in, in power. For my little. From my stint in running for city commission, they treat black people like shit here. Yep. They, they bring them into these little community meetings and, and listen to their little disgruntledism. I had this one white, I heard this white lady say, you know, I, I know $75 behind on my rent and I shouldn't be up here talking, but I'm trying to get these, I'm trying to get these roaches and stuff up out of my house. Real rap, yeah. Yeah. And, and then I heard them say, and then I and then afterwards everybody's just like uh, they, it's like Business as usual, no action. I mean, I want to see. I want to see going forward. I want to see what they, what happened in Georgia and how unified in Georgia was. Stacey Davis was on verses, bro. Yeah, that was when Stacey Davis. She popped up to make sure she was tied into the culture. Yes, and she knew it was a majorly important moment. Somebody in her cabinet, whoever, somebody uh, with her knew it was a majorly important moment in hip-hop culture at that versus and they made the, the the best one of the best moves you could besides showing up in person and making sure that they spoke up uh in that moment i think yeah. that's brilliant and it one, engaged 108, 108 million people watch that versus and that's 108 million people who got influenced by that i mean that's that's impressive we need to take that same influence and that same influence that we have as black men and black women in the united states of america and teach our kids something different than what we've been teaching them about rock and uh not just say the midnight because that's not there's got to be a balance because just like back in our right. day we had we had uh, uh be so horny and uh, we want some about yep. live crew so yep. not to that, but I think that we need to come together with some policies, some policies, and start bringing it to these legislators and holding them accountable. And it's without a shadow of a doubt, the, the biggest hurdle that needs well, not, not the biggest because there's so many hurdles that need to be overcome. One of the biggest hurdles that need to be overcome to push racism out of uh, the, our daily lives is policy. Policy is made by politicians, police interact with people to make sure they enforce the policies. So if we want to deal with what's going on with police, we got to get to policy. If we want to get the nonsense that's going on with politicians, we got to get the policy. More people like yourself need to be running for office. More people like, hey, I'll put it out, hey, not that I'm running, uh, but I'll put it out, people like myself need to run for office. Mm -hmm. People that have been um, protesting in the streets is great, but we got to move from protesting into policy, into yeah. uh, political office to actually uh, affect change. Uh, Stacey Abrams didn't just sit back uh, with whatever clout she got with the streets. She stepped up with two of the biggest people in uh, rap, in, in gangster rap history, to be honest, in trap rap history, in Southern hip hop history, for real. Um, and she used that platform to make sure that the narrative is being told, yes, you're here for entertainment, but there's other things that need to be moved around and taken care of. So some of the stuff that these entertainers, these rappers, these trap rappers are talking about don't continue to affect people's lives. Uh, poverty is not just because uh, people don't want to work. Poverty is not just because yeah. people aren't intelligent and not getting educations. That's right. uh, poverty is because policies enact change to put people in those situations. 
So rich people get richer, poor people get poorer. Yes. So education is not a staple. So scholarships aren't available. Um, the uh, uh, other conversations about um, th things that need to be changed and putting money in people's pockets and things like that come from policy. It's not as uh, simple as people just don't want to do it and look at those people. They ain't doing this and that and the other. And poor black guys, they just uh, they just don't want to get it together. Uh, recidivism in prisons, the prison industrial complex. Yeah, that's, these conversations yeah. also come from policy. It's outrageous, and I'm not going to name my dog, but I got a homeboy that shot and killed somebody in E-Town. I went to college. He was still in the streets, and he shot and killed somebody. I'm trying to get an education. He was still tied into the streets. Bro shot and killed somebody. Terrible situation. There's no winners in the situation. Uh, however, it costs money to call him in jail. It costs money to send him letters in jail. It costs money to put... uh uh. Not money on his books, even though that was money in and yeah. out. Of oh, electronic transfer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it costs money to get him a canteen, commissary, whatever you want to call it. And there's people who are profit. The so many pieces of the prison industrial complex are openly traded on the stock market. Yeah. People are benefiting off of a ninety percent full jailhouse. The, okay. These policy has to change that. Yes, protest, but it's also situations like these have to be moved around to change because it's our brothers and our sisters that the prison industrial complex leans on the hardest. Yes, and it's okay, let me say let, let me still let me look right there where you where you're at. Um with the, the industrial complex system that you speak on, Joe Biden wrote a lot of those policies into place. Yes, indeed. So yes, indeed. now as we've got the Senate flipped. Not we, as black. I'm not saying I'm speaking as Black America. Now that Black America has the Senate flipped, and that's what they wanted, we need to start having policy and holding Joe Biden and say, "Hey, we can't have you doing this that does again. Yes. We can't yes. have Paula Harris doing. We, if you really, really want to see an error in your ways, because I'm on high alert as a black man. Yep. You yep. know what I'm saying? I'm on high alert because I didn't vote for that. I didn't vote for that, especially for that reason because it affected me because I came up in the '90s whenever I seen crack yes. rock. Yes, sir. Yes, if sir. it wasn't for your daddy and Jamie Cat, I would have been a, a victim to crack rock. They said, don't you ever, they pulled me right. ever fuck with this shit. You know, yep. I had mentors, but I seen it take a lot of good men down. And I know that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they were a part of that. So what we need to do is like, we need to hold them accountable and say, oh, no, 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 no. We need change in the black community with, with, what you said, with marginalizing house purchasing houses because the interest rate that you get from a black person and a white person completely different and that's how they transfer wealth within each other if you can't buy a house in the white community it's going to cost more they buy it for low make a hundred thousand dollars on it a couple years sell it they got a hundred thousand dollars worth of wealth compared to black people's three hundred dollars six hundred dollars did you expect the people are fighting over this shit man we got i mean i think we need to move like the protesting was great and everything that we got there we now that we have uh, the attention of the whole world I think it's time to capitalize and say, what can what can we do to, to, to shrink the wealth gap in Black America? Absolutely. The one of the that's why I didn't claim the other one to be the, the biggest hurdle we have: uh, financial security, uh, economics in the Black community, uh, a gigantic, huge hurdle. Um, without the Black household earning the same as the white household with the same amount of education, because somebody's going feel a way about that. Like, well, if they want it, they should work for it. And they should get, now, there's people with the same amount of education that you do that are uh, uh, black 
with the same PhD, with the same master's degree, with the same bachelor's degree, and the same concentrations that earn less money. This yeah. is the conversation we live in. And that's real. Policy has to make sure things like that can't happen. Yes, protesting in the streets is cool and it's great. But I also saw doctors, lawyers, PhDs, business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, teachers, principal superintendents, etc., in them streets protesting with us. Yeah. Stomping through the streets and raising hell is one part of the puzzle. But yeah. economics, economic strength in the black community. Yes, to your point, Joe Biden does have to step up. And it's not, it needs to be just discussed on this podcast. Yeah. This needs to be discussed uh, in, in the Senate. This needs to be discussed uh, at, at the White House. These are conversations yeah. have to happen with these people there. And I'm personally a part of some groups that are taking those conversations there because it can't just stop with, let's talk about it right here amongst ourselves and we let Joe Biden do whatever he wants to do. Whether you no, no, accountability. You have to step on these politicians too to tell them you're going to do what the people want done without taking these conversations to Washington uh, and, and making sure that our local representatives as well as our, our federal representatives do what we want them to do. They can run roughshod and do whatever they really want to do. So yes, absolutely. Um, regardless of who you voted for, yeah. you got to step up and make sure that people represent your interests. So yeah. lobby together, uh, organize together, get a part yeah. of uh, groups that are moving things around in your communities. If there ain't one, start one. Yeah. You don't know how to do it, go to some people who have done it. In, if in, five of y'all can get 10 of y'all can get 20 of y'all, you can get a million of y'all and make sure that we step up and make sure that people are moving policy in a direction to do the things that we need to see done. Black economics is a huge situation. We are a billion dollar industry. Billion. We give it away. We just give it away. Billion. We give it and away. We giving it away. And we won't even help each other. We won't, even, we won't even help each other, man. It's crazy. Our dollar doesn't circulate. They say our dollar doesn't circulate even up to one time in our community before it's gone. So I go and pay uh, one of the dopest barbers that I can and one of the dopest barbershops that I can up your way, which is you and y'all's house, and you take care of me, you get the money from me. When you need a DJ, you don't come back to me. You go give it to somebody else. When you want to eat something, you don't go spend it at a restaurant or a grocery store that's owned by somebody in your community. You take it somewhere else. Yeah. When you buy a car, you don't want to buy it from somebody black. You buy it from somebody white. The problem is not that you're buying stuff from white people. The problem is not white people or, or any other uh, people of any other heritage or anything like that, but to be strong economically, to make politicians and uh, uh, companies and organizations take us more serious, we have to circulate the dollar within our community way more times than it is. And it's yeah. not. It's just, we don't have economic strength. Um, and we don't own, to your point, we don't own enough. We don't own enough companies. We don't own enough homes. We can't pass wealth on to our children, our great-grandchildren, uh, and, and so on and so forth because we don't own. We rented for 75 yeah. years and we died. And Q, we got to recognize too that these white people, some of these white people don't want you to own. We got to get around that. And, start, and, we, they they, they, and we, and, and we got to hold those people accountable too. We need to make racism like COVID-19. Damn right. People, and, and like people, oh, you got right. You put your mask on a few races. We need to out those people who are racist that keep people who want this knowledge, who want to be able to do it. We, we, we need these people rooted up out of every single bit Absolutely. of banking. If it's school teachers, if it's, if it's, we need to treat that like the next pandemic. Now that the elections are over, it's all over. Joe Biden's going to be president. 
the Senate has uh, it's it's equal and it's it's flipped Democrat for the first time. Mm-hmm. Won't be able to block everything on some real live gangster shit. He won't be able to block everything. Everything's going to be able to go through. We need to start coming together with one collective group of black mind thinking because we there's. I'm tired personally of white people telling me how I should act. Yeah. How I should feel, no. how I should speak, and how I should communicate, and how I should articulate, and all that kind of stuff. It's good to be able to do that. But that's one thing when people come to my office, you might hear, I don't care if you're a, a senator or a mayor or whatever, you're going to hear trap gangster shit when you come in my shit. I'm not turning, I'm not doing that shit. Let me say, we need, we need to have more people. Call the people out who are blatantly being raped. Absolutely, I could I couldn't agree more on the uh, uh, crime bill from the nineties. Uh, to your point, racist as hell, racist as hell, just as racist as redlining, just as racist as the Ku Klux Klan. The crime bill in the nineties was racist. When you you leaning more on people that sell crack than you do on people that use cocaine. Woo. It don't matter if you eat soup with a spoon or a fork. It's soup. It, it, it don't matter either way. So how? But for in, in communities of color, usually, because I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you make it per se. But what I'm told is it's easier and cheaper to make it with certain ingredients in it, and it got to people who had less money quicker and more abundantly. The people who used it in powder form, it was more expensive. So whatever chemical makeup is in that, I don't know how they make it or where they get it from. But that got to those people and it was more expensive. So the people with the most money were the people that were making the laws and the legislation to deal with the people with the least money. A, a fork or a spoon is still soup, dog. So how is it? how is it not racist that the policy in place locks up more black men in more black communities, takes away more black fathers, takes away more black influence, takes away, uh, away more black dollars, takes away what how our, our kids get raised and how that household is with the same situation with welfare and et cetera and so on. The policies are racist. Joe Biden didn't hate black people. Hey, hey racist doesn't mean you call every black person you see nigger, you hate all black people and you want to kill them all. That's not racist. Racist means you take things that can step on me, that can marginalize me, that can set me back. You put them in play and they keep moving. That's racist. Yes. Hey, you got mixed kids. So what if you don't make sure that black people are in the best position they can? Or maybe that's not your business to make sure that they're in the best position they can. Make sure you don't hold them back at all. Deliberately hold them back. There you go. That's what racism is. Racism is it. Racial prejudice gets confused with racism so easily. Yeah. Racial prejudice is I got a problem with your black skin. I don't like it. I hate it. You're, or you're the N-word or you're this and you're that. That's that's racial prejudice. You've, you've got a preference to not deal with those people. Or you have a uh, something in your head that makes you feel like those people are bad, this and that and the other. Racism is when you enact things that can actually hold me back on purpose. That's racist. Such as such as such as cronyism. Do what? Joe Biden in the nineties was a racist. Yeah, with yeah. Policy. Very and, much. And he lauded like he, he let people know I did this, I did. But whether you voted for him or not, he did also say that was a big mistake. It's one of the biggest mistakes ever yeah. made in my political career. We're never going in that direction again. 
Good. But well, we, I mean, we got we got to hold him accountable for that. But he doesn't do it. Not just you, with lip service, you ain't gonna do it. We got to hold your feet to the fire to make sure you don't do it. Not only that, but you enact policies um, and uh, anything else that can benefit the people that you stepped on. That's reverse racism. Other people call it reverse racism is when somebody black does something racist. Well, shit, if you wasn't racist in the first place, I couldn't reverse it. Reverse racism is when you reverse racial, excuse me, racist policies, uh, procedures, and um, anything else that stepped on somebody. Reversing racism means taking it away. And unless you're reversing racism, you're racist, dog. You're racist. Yeah. If you step, if you, like you said, if you stay in the way of something, it's something as simple as if you can hire somebody and you're going to hire somebody white over hiring somebody black and you do that purposely, that's purpose. some bullshit, racist, nepotism type shit. And I know it happens. I know I went to this one dude and I was like, hey man, I'm in transition. Can I cut, cut hair in your barbershop? He told me straight up no. And he had a help wanted sign in his saying, I was like, you ain't got to tell me no more. I get it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the type of behavior that is just one one. We are in a very unique situation in Kentucky because we got all eyes on us with yep. the Breonna Taylor case, with having Senate Majority or ex Senate Majority Leader McConnell. Had, 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 I, I, you know, and you know what's some real shit, Q? I fucks with him. I like him. You know what I'm saying? For certain other reasons. You know what I'm saying? And, and I stand and I stand on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just like, and I can congratulate someone who doesn't like him. You know what I'm saying? Because I can understand that stuff. You yeah, know I can, I can more understand why not to like him than why to like him. But I, yeah, I, I, right. I'll let you explain. You know, that's how you feel. Yeah, yeah. And but I'm saying, what better time in Kentucky that we do have the attention of the world than? And I've said this to several people that we be the be the leaders of what this country goes. We have become, we become so. very diverse. I'm moving around a little bit. If you can hear me still. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to step in the house and uh, get under this Wi-Fi right quick. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. At this time, the position that we could do in Kentucky, we could take a lot of people, no matter what political party you're in. You can be a Democrat. You can be a Republican. You can be a nonpartisan. You can be a libertarian. You can do whatever you want to do. But we get some like minds together, and we really – use it as a case study to what we can do in this country because especially where we come from we grew up around a lot of people white black mexican we were taught not to be racist there's a lot of places in the united states that don't know how to assimilate within the different cultures if that makes sense they don't know how to they don't know how they don't know how to they ain't never been around no white people didn't understand that some white people were good white people you know what I'm saying? Yep. And some black, some white people ain't never been around no black people. To be, so we could take a case study, and I know that uh, like sent a Ricky Rubio or something like that. He has this uh, study that he's doing, that he's doing a study on why black men are have been treated the worst out of everybody in the United States since the beginning of the United States of America, and then really to doing a deep dive study in on how we can do and what we could do to fix it. <laughs> Okay, there we go. We on. We on. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm, what I'm saying is, I think that now that the election's over and all the smoke is gone, and and like, and and we show case study of firsthand what we have been through in in Kentucky. You, I know you, you knew Chris Rock. Yeah. I know you, 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 you've seen, you've been there since day one with Breonna Taylor and everything was going on with Breonna Taylor. So you've been on that side of it. 
I've seen yeah. up on I've seen up on the justice system side of it to understand why you know like law part of it and stuff like that. And and but I do understand how it all. I think now that it's all over with, we need to we need to move towards some heat. We need to and hold people accountable and say, okay, absolutely. The accountability starts now with these patriots storming, storming the Capitol. Without a shadow of a doubt, if there was, I feel like if there was ever a point where somebody could attempt to deny uh, racism in America, <laughs> today, man, listen, as as plainly as I can make it, uh, if we'd have ran up on that Capitol with uh, something like, hold on. With, with flags like this, if we yeah. run up on the Capitol like that, yeah. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. They'd have ate us up before we even got close. Uh, police would have stopped us. Hell, the police uh, was in the streets um, for the Trump uh, Bible-holding fiasco at the church. Yeah, that's uh, what I said. He, he tear-gassed and shot people just to get a photo op. For a photo dog. You know, and then you got this stuff going on, and this is like, I mean, this is this is no part of the Republican Party that I support. I don't support any part of this republic of the Republican Party. And I was talking to someone earlier that got on. He's like, this right here is the Republican Party. If it is good, so we can follow what we're going to be doing. Else, yeah, I I think y'all are having a, a definite realignment of identity, but I saw that coming when. Y'all said Trump was the guy, not y'all, you, you yourself. We're talking about the party because I've consistently, for the most part, voted Democrat, but I don't align with any party that has anything to do with holding black people back. I don't. Democratic uh, party the same way. Democrats ain't no different. That's the, the point that I'm making. So right. while my votes have often, I can't say consistently, often, gone in that direction, there have been policies from Democrats, too, that have disenfranchised black people without a shadow of a doubt. So the, when the Republican Party said Trump was going to be their nominee, I like, y'all for real? Like, and immediately I saw a realignment because some people, even though they aligned, uh, I guess, uh, with certain terms of Republicanism, is that a thing? Republicanism? Um, there were other things that they definitely saw that this man just was not and could not be. Certain people just weren't going to rock with him, period. Certain people were like, it's my party and we're going we're gonna to roll with him. Regardless, we're going to rock with him. Well, four years later, I, a whole lot of people's packing up and, you know, they're moving around. They're going to do something different, as I think they should, because uh, a whole lot of bad decisions were made. A whole lot of um, rhetoric was thrown out that divided us. Um, yeah. To, to be honest, the, the, he, he enacted some policies that had racism built all up in them. Uh, certain people didn't think they were racist because certain people weren't examining from the perspective of how does this impact certain people? If you don't, you'll miss it. You'll miss it real quick because it doesn't tear you up every day. It doesn't send more police around where you and your folks live. It doesn't uh, lengthen uh, sentences that you have. Yeah, you, he did some stuff around prison reform that bought some people home. And, and some people said it shortened their sentences and got them out quicker and things like that. But there were also some things that tore people up and got people sitting in there forever. And they're like, what happened to all of that uh, Trump that was going to happen to get us up out of here? So 
long story short, but without aligning with political ideologies as far as the brands go, yeah, policy has to be enacted that affects change. The citizens, the constituents of the people that are putting the policy, excuse me, the politicians in place have to organize. We have to rally together. We have to get behind each other to make sure that we're holding politicians' feet to the fire or it's going to be business as usual. Nothing's going to change. Right. And, and whenever, whenever the black the, the more violent at the Capitol, it's going to be something stupider at the Capitol in the next four years if um, Biden doesn't do right by Americans. It's going to be something more stupid. Whenever Biden was uh, the Black Lives Matter people tried to talk to Biden, he told him to hold on a second. Every like he told Ice Cube, hold on a second, hold on a second. I mean, yeah. now that the election's over, there, there, there should be no more hope. There should be no more hope. I mean, because that's what that's what they did back in the Civil Rights Bill. They they got all everybody riled up. They gave them Lyndon B. Johnson, and then Lyndon B. Johnson stuck it up our it stuck it up black people's ass even more. You know, yeah. so so that's why I'm saying. As a, we need to come together as a nonpartisan, uh, nonpartisan, partisan, and be black first. Yes, I mean, I mean, and be have a all have a black first agenda so we can help everybody because this whole thing is the, re the only reason why our country is like this is divided by race. It's been divided by race. They use Trump, white supremacy, and, and the media jumped on top of it. COVID nineteen, yep. and then now we're in a situation where. Like we're in the worst situation we've ever been in United States history, but it's much necessary now. We can just like uh, start all over and, and and do something different. Yeah, I was I was feeling for a long time. Um, because I guess in almost forty years of being alive, <laughs> we we face so much. Like so many things have happened, so many tragedies, so many things that mess things up have happened, and I thank God that I'm personally still well and still afloat things still going decent keep your fingers crossed for me keep your prayers up for me because you never know what tomorrow brings uh but so many people are so used to crazy stuff happening that we get numb to it at yeah. this point i literally know because i'm calling the relatives and everything today hey man make sure you lock your doors tonight because i don't know what else is going on in the country tonight you know just if if you got it on you make sure you, you know you got the <laughs> Because, hey, you know, telling what's going on tonight, man. And people was just so, eh, kind of is what it is. So numb to it because so much craziness has happened in the last year. And even so much more. Remember, depending on, no, I can't even say where you're lying at. Last year, at the beginning of 2019, we didn't know if we was going to war or not every other week. We didn't know. Are we going to war? Or are we not? We didn't know. People are getting blown off the map in other places in the world. Were they the bad guys or were they the good guys that got hit with some friendly fire? Hell, it's it's 2020. Today's January 6, 2020. 2021, excuse me. It's January 6, 2021. And I still don't know if we hit the bad guys or the good guys last year. Still don't know. So a new president is coming in. We don't know if war is on the brink uh, going down the line or not because they see we've had an exchange of power. And they also see, if you're paying attention, that there's anarchy. We don't know, we, like we don't know what's coming up next. It, I mean, it could they could strike. I mean, but they, if, if that the only thing about that, and somebody brought that up earlier, that would make Trump be in power. <laughs> it would be able to be a transfer of power if there was a war. And some a bitch. I mean, seriously, that's what. That's, and he ain't. I, and I don't put it past that narcissist to do that shit. 
I mean, he's no. done everything. I, I watched Van Jones do this thing on everything that Trump can do to, to stay in power. He could possibly do to stay in power. And, and he's done it to a T from in a, his final push to the line. All the congressmen today with uh, uh, what's his name? Ted Cruz and all those guys today. Yeah. And then McConnell's like, see, that's why I fucks with McConnell. He said, no, go and beat it, Trump. We, you're done. You're done. So everybody can hate McConnell all they want to, but on some real life gangster shit, he's like, no, go and beat it. If you can I hear that. I hear that. But I'm also questioning, did he do it because it's the right thing to do? Or yeah. did he do it because Trump is old news and he's trying to get, because now you got to back down. McConnell sees what's happened to his party over the last four years. You've seen what happened. He's been playing politics for years. He knows that it went south. Now you're young people. You're, some people are divided across the Republican Party right now that you've got to start rebuilding for whatever's coming next. You lost yep. the election, my guy. So get yep. your ass up out of here. And, yep. and I'm going to make sure I'll push you out because we yep. got to save face and start rebounding so we can get Boom. what's going on in the next four years and happen right. That's smart. That's smart. And, and then, and, 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 and as I'm making this politics yeah. more than he's knowing it's the right thing to do. Okay, but here's what you're saying, and what you're saying, and what I said earlier. If that was the, if that's what you're saying, and Kentucky can be the leaders of this, have having him not even the Senate Majority Leader anymore, because now he's going to be on his way out, and we get his ear and say, yeah. "This is what we need to do, and let's be the leaders. We can be, we can put the forefront." I'm seeing this all. I'm counting this all as a really good thing. Because when I see the Republican Party strip being look like this, it's dividing the Republican Party on are you a racist or do you support this white supremacy and this anarchy going on? Yeah. Or are you trying to move the party into the party of something that is good and something that is pure and something that is really, if you're a good old Republican, especially in Kentucky, you yeah. believe in Jesus Christ and you believe in the Bible yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Is this the good Christian way to be is to hate yeah. somebody because of the color of their skin? You know, Absolutely. that's what we're doing. And I don't think the younger generation is going for it. So I, I think that's great on McConnell's to, to, to disembowel. That's him cutting himself away from white supremacy. Yeah, yeah, trying to cut out of it. So there's, so, there's always, it, this is a, a spiritual, biblical view, but true too. Where there's chaos, there's opportunity. Uh, for the Bible readers paying attention with us, God saw chaos and he created the world, he created mankind. And continued on to what we're standing on today. If you believe in the biblical principles of how the world was created. When there's chaos, there's opportunity. I heard people say when there's blood on the streets, there's money. There's money when there's blood on the streets. Chaos is going on. There's opportunity for money to be made. There's opportunity when chaos is, is out here. So I think Mitch McConnell sees the chaos. He sees the opportunity. And he's going to move in that direction because he sees it that way. And he's been playing the game so long. It's not checkers to him. It's chess. That's and it's a long right. game of chess, too. <laughs> long and game why, of chess. So and, why not, and why not, as Kentuckians, we align up on some real life, smart, nonpartisan, black, smart men type alliance and come at with some real? Because I know it's attainable. I, hear you. I know I hear it's you. real attainable. You know what I'm saying? I, it's it's I, attainable. I we I know each other. And I we could really make a change in our, we could make a change not only for our community, but we could make a change for this entire nation. You know, I have no, so, argument. I have no argument. It's, if yeah, the government so. is for the people, by the people, it's been, it's way past time to stand, but now it's definitely, with all that's been going on, with everybody that showed their true colors, now it's definitely a time for everybody. It, the other day there was a, um, uh, a group of Trump supporters and 
uh, some people that have consistently been involved in the BLM protests. I can't call them BLM supporters because that makes it seem like other people don't like tell that here. Everybody supports BLM one way. But uh, they rallied together outside of Mitch McConnell's house and they yeah. protested outside of Mitch's house. Yeah. That's... Whether you love him or hate him, they did it together. If there's a path forward, it's seeing what's yeah. not working for us overall as America and doing something about it. That's where I'm at. I feel you. What's up with this? Um, uh, the last topic I want to ask you about is uh, what's up with the the chief of police they gave y'all down in Louisville? You think that's going to get anything, make anything better, or do you think it's going to be? <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it, like this, is, this is why she was a part of that. That's so crazy. The news cycle is so crazy. We was about to go to war. Then something else crazy happened. Then somebody gets blown up. Then coronavirus. The, the news cycle is so. Fast, bro. It's just it, like it's hard to keep. I almost forgot in all of this conversation that we got a new chief of police today. I almost forgot because people's setting the Capitol on fire. Shit. So uh, today, the chief of police that they uh, elected, excuse me, that has uh, been put in office because it's not an election, uh, is the same cop from Atlanta, from Atlanta. When all of the crazy stuff was going on in Atlanta. Yeah. Here's here's what hits me in the head. She's supposed to, she's touted as a progressive, allegedly. She's uh supposed to be, from what I've read, uh in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, she's got people that champion her as uh, a great cop to cops and a, a great cop for uh progressive community. Can that be possible? We'll argue that one on the next session. <laughs> Bottom line being, when all of the stuff happened in Georgia, she decided to leave Atlanta because she thought it would focus more on the issues if she left. These are her own words. Uh, I don't want to be a distraction. And if me moving helps Atlanta and Georgia heal faster, I'll get out of the way. Nonsense. No leader steps outside. Excuse me. No leader steps down because of criticism leaders step up and meet the challenge yeah, if you are able to meet the challenge you stay in office in atlanta and you get things together chief conrad will not be re-elected in uh excuse me will not be put back in uh his position here in louisville because he wasn't able to answer the call how do you go get somebody else who wasn't able to answer the call in atlanta and put them in office in louisville if you're not going to put Conrad back in place, that don't make sense to me. Nothing about mm -hmm. that makes sense. She wasn't able to answer the call there, regardless of if she's a nice lady, bad lady, whatever you want to call her. She wasn't able to answer the call there. She doesn't need to be in office here. She doesn't need that's to be a in hard office. Position. That's, that's a hard position to fill, though, man. That's a, I mean, seriously, that like coming it is. from. That's, that's probably one of the hardest positions to fill in the United States of America is to, be, to come in yes. after all the civil unrest that happened. And and that's, that's a tough job. Yeah. So with, with the civil unrest that's happened, not just in Louisville, even though, like you said, all eyes on Kentucky, Louisville is one of the major reasons why all eyes on Kentucky. Yeah. I was personally a part of those protests with everything that went on. With I people remember. pushing for legislation, I'm all on my social media pushing for legislation. Like, I'm all in it. Like, I'm all in it. With that being said, I feel like Louisville appointed a chief of police like we have low self-esteem, 
Like we have daddy <laughs> issues. For real. I'm for real good. We got low self-esteem. We got daddy issues. Our body count is high. And we can't get who we want. So we got to settle for whoever will take us and our bullshit. I really you know, feel you that. You know who else? Do you know Joe Biden was the same way with the Democratic Party. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I, hey, listen. I, I don't disagree. Um, I have no idea how uh, Trump made it into a Republican Party that had so many reasonable nominees. Maybe because they just felt like we have to be radical or we ain't going to make it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, that's what it in was. In the Democratic Party, I feel like there were so many options that were reasonable. But who were people really going to rally behind? I feel like that's oh, how no. Joe. You, you it picked worked. somebody up it worked. I mean, whatever, whatever. It worked. It worked. It won the game. You don't ask how they want. So, also, on the point that we were on was the, the chief of police that we had. I feel like we really chose, like, we need to take the best thing that we can get with our issues, with what's going on, not the best person that we can get. That's the best person that we can get. I don't feel like we did that. You don't come from a situation that's got some similar ridiculous shit going on like we do, and then put another person. No, we got we got daddy issues. We picked the wrong. We got daddy issues. We picked the wrong person. We 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 chose somebody off a dating site, dog. We didn't go ahead and get the best candidate for the job. It's it's and there's so much. It, it, this is overlooked often too, because the news cycle, like I said, is so fast. Louisville Metro Police Department has had some of the most ridiculous, outrageous corruption conversations and instances go on that I've ever heard of. I've asked other officers that work for LMPD that came from other places, have you ever seen corruption like you've seen in Louisville? Now, of course, they can't be like, man, I've never seen nothing this crazy before, and I work here. Now they was like, you know, we've got our challenges and, you know, things are difficult across the United States. But nobody just say, no, Louisville's not so bad. Louisville has opportunities to be greater and be doper. But, you know, we're working hard at that. All of them were just like, well, you know, uh, uh, the reason we had officers like uh, Hankinson and Mattingly and James that were involved in the Breonna Taylor nonsense, bozo killer cops, these some of these dudes came from other departments. Well, they had bullshit going on in them departments, too. What? So we picked up some other police department's riffraff, and we put them on our police department. We've had so much crazy stuff go on that we were just accepting any old body. You've already got scandal going on and bad shootings and uh, corruption on your jacket from the um, department that you came from, and we hired you? We just taking on whatever we got daddy issues and we just need somebody to lay next to us in bed. <laughs> That's how we picked up. And we we pay so low, the pay is is is, is slim. Uh the training is not so awesome. It's it's poor. The training's poor. Yeah. Uh we just letting any and I and who wants to be a police officer nowadays, though, man? That's like the worst That's job the worst. ever, man. That's like, like I feel sorry for all my guys out there who, who are police officers who are good. I appreciate the cops that signed up to affect change in the best way that they saw fit. Yeah. Because I know cops that signed up to be change agents. Mm -hmm. Now, my personal feelings are also 
you signed up to be the force. You're, you're, you're signing up to be a change agent, but you're literally the force. The police enforce the policies made by politicians. So you can't affect change. Or you can only you only got so much wiggle room to do what you want to before you're not a cop anymore. Your your job is to be the enforcer of policies. If the policies are racist, if the politicians are racist, there you go. You're enforcing your job, whether you like it, love it, hate it, what your job is to enforce by force, with lethal force being one of the things in your tool belt. Your job is to enforce racist policies. I got there's there's cops that I got love for. I'm related to some of the police on mm -hmm. LMPD, on Elizabeth Town Police. I'm related to them. I ride with them. I love them. If I in, in, feel, feel the way y'all want to on whatever you feel about some of those police. If I see you run up on them like you're gonna do something to the police, I'm fighting with the police because I yeah, love yeah. them people. Like I yeah. know them, I know the heart, etc. I'm not talking about all the police by any stretch of the imagination. I'm talking about the ones that I actually know that I, I would ride for for real. I know some really good cops, man. I know some really, really good ones. I think they should have took it another direction, though. I think they should have got in public policy. I think they should have got uh, uh, some political education and ran for office. I don't think they should have put the badge on because I think the badge is used to enforce policies that aren't beneficial to all the people. That's why you can see some uh, cops shooting people who didn't do nothing. Shooting, uh, what's my dude's name? It's somebody, somebody, Jacob, uh, it, it skips my mind right now. Shot in the back. The cop shot you in the back, bro. The cop shot dude in the back. You shot him in the back. I think it's seven shots in the back. In Louisville? No, this is not Louisville. I'm sorry it skips my mind, but I don't want to seem inconsiderate or forgetful, but there's been no. just so many of them and so yeah. many other shootings are on my mind with just unjustifiable shit, just incredulous, just ridiculous situations that are going on. Yeah. I wish some of my guys that were cops wouldn't have took it in that direction. I wish they would have been the people who get to uh, uh, make policy. I wish they were the people who could affect change by making policy so dirtbag police couldn't do some of the stuff they do. No, not all cops are bad. By no stretch of the imagination are all cops bad. But all cops signed up to enforce, even with lethal force, policies that are racist. Yeah. Deal, argue yeah. with that all you want to. Then we'll pull the policies up. And we'll discuss what police jobs are. They're the yep. enforcer. If I do yep. something that's against the law right now, that's against policy that's created by politicians, <laughs> they kick in my door right now and kill me and it's justified. Yeah. Not because they're dirt bags, but because yeah. their job is to enforce their policy. And yeah. there are also dirt bag police too. Yeah, some of y'all, you might be watching this and your folks might be police. I don't care. There's dirt bags in every profession. I'm a DJ professionally. I know some dirtbag DJs. Right, They're yeah. dirty, filthy, scumbag dudes. There's dirty teachers. There's dirty trash collectors. Uh, uh, there's dirty barbers. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yes, there's the, the job doesn't make you righteous. Your mindset and your heart and the way you live makes you righteous. You having a badge doesn't mean that you're one of the good guys. You can be a piece of shit with a badge. And yeah, you, that's, that's the worst. The black, the black piece of shit cops are the worst. I can't, I can't, um, every time I think about those, that Friday, or not Friday, but uh, that movie Boys in the Hood, when dude pulls yep. up that cop and says, You one of them Crenshaw Mafia motherfuckers. Yes, sir. Real I'm like, rap, that, real life. Like, and, and that's real shit, you know? They exist. Yeah. Yeah. 
Those people, we got to get rid of all that. That's the new coronavirus. Racism should be this the is- new coronavirus. You should write that shit into law. But if you're racist, you get you you get you cannot be able to hold any kind of position. You got to go. But, for, but my dude, uh, BCM, he's a uh, artist. yeah. I, I got yeah, I put his shit on. My, I'm making this playlist for the for United Masters, and he. I put him on that for the new Brianna Taylor song. I put that on there today with all these. Yeah, yes. yeah. Shout out to uh, my homeboy Rucker. Rucker with uh, 98.9. Rucker's uh, another radio uh, uh, DJ. Um, Rucker sent me that track when we were still in the thick of all of this stuff, the uprising about uh, police brutality. He sent me that stuff early. And I asked him, man, can I shoot it out yet? He's like, man, I don't got the blessing for you to shoot it out yet, but I know you're a DJ, you're on the radio, uh, and I want you to have it. So he gave it to me early, early on. And when I listened to it, and I've been on BCM for years, um, when I listened to it, just to hear the passion and the heart behind the discussion that he was having, it was everything, dog. But one of the points that he made was very simple. Before you give somebody a badge, check what's under their shirt. That's a BCM bar. It's simple. You give people the authority because the the state is the only institution that has the right of violent force with um, qualified immunity with it too. They're the only people who have that. Nobody else can, if I I kick down your door and shoot you right now, they put me in cuffs immediately. They're not gonna ask no questions. The investigation is gonna be very, very slim, but they're gonna take me into custody at least. Police are the only people who have the right to do state-sponsored murder is the only one that's going to go unchecked or with people uh, uh, being able to stay in their job and go on administrative leave or, or have lawyers to back them or a fraternal order of police back them. They're the only people that are going to have this level of backing with lawyers and a system to be able to fight it um, and given the benefit of the doubt because you have this badge. We're not going to be given that. Yeah. With that being said, you give somebody this authority to be able to go out and kill somebody and you have it's the training's not good enough. They're not paid enough. So you're getting suckers in here. You don't even train them well. And you're not checking them out deep enough to see what's really in their ch- what's really in their chest, what's really in their heart. The heart. Bad police exist. It don't matter what you feel or what you think. They, they do exist. Just like they do in, in, in every other job. Shout out BCM and everybody else that made any song in, in this time, too. Yo, man, check this out. I'm I'm, I'm not even joking around. I did uh, today. I added him to this list right here that I'm I just show right here. See right there, Beyonce. Eight hours ago, I, ma- I added him to the uh, this list that I'm making of all Kentucky artists that, or just not Kentucky artists, but like there's a Cam Dollar. He's on there and stuff. And I've got this. Uh, yeah, man. Said so. That's Shout out to Cam, I'm, man. Cam, he's killing it. He's killing it. Shout out to Cam. Out of out of out of artists from Hardin County. Uh, Man, oh, I was gonna start naming them, man. There's too many to name. I ain't gonna get in trouble like that because somebody's gonna watch this and be like, bro, you didn't shout me out. There's a lot of them and they don't. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, always has been. People don't even understand how like how important Hardin County is to the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Especially in Kentucky. It's dramatically start. overlooked. Yeah, I mean if, it's if, dramatically one overlooked. My, one of my um, dudes, uh, I'm DJ K Ray. And I gotta I gotta say this and I can't let it slide. If it wasn't for a uh Country Boy Entertainment. That's a damn that true. For, That's true. Uh, a Country Boy Entertainment and all the artists uh, yeah. from, from terrorists to uh, uh, I can't even remember everybody's rap name. I want to from a T-Roll I want to get in trouble without a name. 
MJ, I mean, but you know, but you know, listen, 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 but you know what, your dad, your dad and Jamie Cat was the engineers behind all that. Those were the dudes who put me, I'm telling you, everything that they get, they showed you, all that game they showed you, I was their test dummy. And then we, yeah. and then they were, they, they put all that energy into to us and then they allowed us to go out and spread it out to other people. And we were right. just throw in the park and stuff like that. And we really had yep. a really good sense of community to where we were at, man. And it was like everybody. And that John Wu came up on it from up on her country yep. boy. Like beat a meals, beat a meal production. All, yep. all Vernay, all those. We was country boy was first, you know, but I'm still, I, I'm going to put music out. Cause I do it for me. I, I like making music for myself. I, it's therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? I'm not you're, trying to. Be- you're, you're, you're a tastemaker, whether you like it or not. You still got the air for it. You still got the heart behind it. You pick up what's dope and you drop what's trash. It's just real rap. This is what it is. What's up? They hate it a little bit. It is what it is. You know what he's talking about. That's what's up, man. That's some good ass shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here with me, man. This has been a good conversation. It's been much man, needed. I appreciate you inviting me on your platform, bro. For real, for real. These conversations are so necessary. People, people watch it, and I'm glad that we get to speak from two different perspectives because, you know, like, yeah. and, and you got to do exactly what I want to do in my community is exactly what I got to see you do. So I know it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. It's not the only thing that's only thing that kept it from happening in, in this community is because there's too many white people that don't want to see black people do anything besides what the white people tell them to do. And we got to get beside, yeah. we got to get away from that. We got to, if you really yeah. want to be part of the, the this new change, it's got to be a collective of really, truly diverse ideas and, and, and collective thought. You're a wrap, so, my guy. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you. For you real, I, I, I will talk to you soon, man. Have a good night, man. Keep it pushing, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate everybody for sticking in and watching this tonight. It was a special event. Had Q on, had Austin Lee on. Uh, I'll be popping on and off on this mug. More content, the Kentucky Content King. I'm bringing more content to you every single day on that Real Live Gangsta shit.